got another witness tonight. Come in, Dave Hollister. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't know where to start, Jesus. God, I could have been dead and gone, but you saw a different. You decided, you decided to save me. Help. You've just entered into the presence of God. If you're watching us on uh, uh, Facebook Live or, or YouTube or Faith Life or Roku, whichever one you're on, you've just entered into a place where the presence of the Lord is relevant and here. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. We welcome you. We welcome you here to Faith Harvest Worship Center. The place... Where God's word has always been the authority. And people have always been the priority. I shared many times and will continue. The whole Bible is about a God and his people. Now, we live in a world that have trials and tribulation. But I need to remind every person that is here in my presence. And every person that is watching via the, the TV, the cameras, that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And I'm reminded of my favorite scripture, John 16, Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world on your behalf. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. He tells us that it was on our behalf, that it was done for you and I doesn't get any greater than that when he makes it personal amen and and that's what i want to remind you this morning uh, the lord has been dealing with me a couple weeks ago i share with you and many of you are, uh, can could uh y'all wrote us we talked we heard from you many of you would say could rate relate to it that your lives were in a holding pattern and uh, one of the things that we knew, we know about a holding pattern, and if you've ever been on an airplane, and particularly at uh, uh, Philadelphia International, uh, uh, one thing I've, I've I come in there, I've come into that airport quite often, is that uh, there's times when you can't land, and you're you're at your destination. You may have arrived early on your schedule, and they tell you, they tell the pilot, not you, the pilot. The, the captain of the plane that he needs to hold his pattern and he understands what that means and then he makes a parallel circle next to the airport and he goes around on an even keel to make sure or to continue in that circle in that vicinity of the airport until he's released to land oh somebody will get this in a minute and sometimes being in a holding pattern can get a little difficult because you got to hold and depending on uh, the conditions of the weather, the wind may pick up and the storms may rage. And then you may even take a peek down at your gas gauge and know you may have already come from the west coast to the east coast and you know that the plane only could carry so much fuel and you'll start to question, do I have enough to make it? Somebody shout hallelujah. Do I have enough to finish? Do I have enough to, to give it to y'all? And I want to encourage you. 
I found out that on most planes, in fact, every plane that's been built since after 1980 has a reserve tank. And there's a reserve tank that they don't talk about much, but it exists. And uh, in the case of an emergency, you'll have to flip the switch. And the reserve tank will kick in. Now, it's, it's based, it's limited. But I want to remind you that our God is unlimited. And all things are possible. And so today, 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 I want you to prepare for landing. I believe Fight Flight 1441 has been released to land. I believe that this week the Holy Spirit is going to move in a mighty way. So next week when I come and talk to you, I'm going to share with you things that I couldn't have shared this week. And the reason I couldn't have shared them this week is because we got to be down. We have to land and be on the ground where God is and where he's called me to be to do what we need to do in order for me to talk about those things. But I want you to know the preparation and the preparing that God wants you to prepare for. Amen. So landing isn't just landing. See, uh, in fact, my title is missing a piece. It said prepare for landing and pray. See, the, the real thing is not the preparation of the landing, but the real deal is the and pray. Because it is the prayer of the righteous that availeth much. In other words, as I go forth, and I wanted to bring to your mind, uh, I don't know about you, but I get quite anxious and I have to calm myself down. That when the plane lands, it pulls, it hits the ground. You could feel the bump, boom, and then it, it then you feel the brakes go on, and then it's, it's you're, you're slowing down, and you feel good now that you're not going as fast. Oh, what a peace it brings in your spirit! So I'm I'm trying to help you. So there's a peace that's brought in your spirit. Am I right about it? So there's peace in your spirit to know that I have a landed effectively and by the way let me share this with y'all just the other day on the news there was a flight in from Europe and the winds were so strong in Chicago when the plane hit the ground it lifted one of the wings and it was getting ready to go over the pilot was smart enough to go back up to not try to keep it on the ground and by going back up he leveled it back out and he was able to go back around again. Somebody will get this. It, it, I'm sure it was a scare to everybody on the plane. I'm telling y'all 2021 and 2020 has been shaking a whole lot of people up. But flight 1441 has been called in by God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I believe that's our number. I, I, don't, I don't know. I just came to. That's our number. And the number that come in. Uh, and so, and calling it in. And so, we're able to land. But I wanted to remind you, one of the most difficult times for me is the time that I've been in the air for two, three hours, if not more. And then I land. And the plane has to taxi to the gateway. And while the plane is taxiing to the gateway, I get impatient. 
Oh, tell me, tell me who I'm talking to out there. I want to. I get a. I get a little impatient. Now here I am on the ground, safely, have landed where I supposed to be in the city that was designated for my life. My God, so I'm terrible. They're going to help somebody here because some of y'all have landed in the place where God has designated for your life. But instead of you taking the time to pray, you got anxious and start talking about I'm ready to get off and I'm ready to get out. And in fact, if you're like me, let me share with you. I'm, if you're like me, you've been disobedient. I'm all. Oh, I've got to tell on myself. See that? I, I always tell myself, I was guilty because the sign says, don't undo your seatbelt yet till we get to the gate. Well, unbeknownst to them, I loosened my seatbelt because I'm prepared to get out. I'm prepared to get out. But the Lord just dealt with me with this whole scenario and this analogy that I wanted to do. But what if I took that minute or those moments and prayed? for direction that God when I get out the door when I get the moving to where you called me to be God when you when I hit the ground and go to the place where you want me to be at when and and the things you want me to do can you give me directions on how to do it so God let me stop being so anxious on doing what I want to do but do what he wants me to do and be who he's called me to be Amen. So it's so important for the body of Christ. And I want to share with you. So this COVID, the great reset, and that we've been in a holding pattern as a church and as a people. But the now landing has, we've been called in to land. Now, I, I need to encourage you. You need to pray. Prayer is essential to where we're going and what God wants to do. Now, let me help y'all here too. Somebody says, you know, y'all would get kind of embarrassed if I called on you and said, I want you to pray right now. Because you think I'd have to come up and say, the great king of kings and lord of lords, the great I am, we're so robust in you and all that you have done. And we, you know, he ain't interested in that no eloquent prayer that sounds all uh, whatever, whatever. But he'd be interested and he said, hey, God, thank you for hearing me this morning that I just stopped by to talk with you because I need your guidance, Lord. Uh, the door is about to open and I'm getting ready to walk down the runway there or towards into the opening and into the airport. But in the airport, I'll be exiting the airport because you have a purpose and a plan for my life. And God, because I'm getting ready to exit, I want to be prepared for what you've called me to and the things you've called me to do. So, God, I'm going to need an anointing. I'm going to need your covering. I'm going to need your protection. I'm going to need your guidance. Even when everything doesn't look right, and everything doesn't sound right, I know that I know that I know you called me, and so I will continue to move in that direction that you called me to. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. Let me share with you what I'm talking about. Because Joseph, I told you the story of him. Joseph was called to do great things but he went through a pit a dungeon uh, uh, all of that to eventually get to the palace because he never lost sight of who he was and I believe that he continued to pray and he never got a different vision
the dream and the vision was consistent that what God said to him when he was a young lad was going to be the same thing. Let me show you all. This happened many times in the Bible. David was anointed to be king as a boy. And the next thing you know, he finds himself running for his life because Saul trying to kill him. Let me share with you. There's always going to be somebody that misunderstands you. Oh, y'all not hear me. There's always going to be somebody that does not understand who you are, who you are, and what you're called to do. So they are always going to unleash attacks against you. And by the way, some don't get, don't get nervous, don't get worried. Some of them might be very close to you. Like some family members who, who, who start saying, I don't know what's the matter with you. I don't know what's going on. No, you're trying to get to a different place and do a different thing because God is calling you out of darkness into his marvelous light and they don't understand it. So, so why are you waiting in the seat? Let me get you back to the plane. Why are you waiting in the seat? You might want to take a minute. See, you're not going to share with you. I found out, let me help you all here as well. My prayers aren't as long as they used to be. And then I thought, well, I'm not effective if I'm not praying long. And he said, who told you that? This is me and God, so I'm going to help somebody here because y'all wouldn't tell on yourself and say that. He said, who told you that? He said, I told you to pray. I didn't tell you how long. By the way, I've never seen it. He said, the hour prayer is, will benefit more than the minute prayer. Whoa, it doesn't exist. All I'm telling you is it's important that you do pray. And so what he's saying, and by the way, prayer is simple. Remember I told you that you don't need the elegant prayer. Just have a conversation with God. But even that, we too often, we don't ask what's next. We ask for the things, but not how to do it or how to get it or what should we do or how should we be in it. Right, We ask for them all the time. And I had to realize, so now I've gotten to a place, I have to ask God, now strengthen me. As I'm on the journey to where you've called me to be, God, I need you to cover me because the attacks are coming. But I thank God. He said, you have the shield of faith on? I said, yes, sir. He, I said, I got the shield in my hand. He said, do you got the breastplate of righteousness on? I said, yes, sir. I got it on. He said, well, as long as you got the stuff on that I told you to put on, you don't have to worry. Oh, so they're going to help somebody here. So what's happening is, because he never said the attacks would not come. Let me help everybody here. I, th- I got born again and thought, man, my life's going to be perfect now. Oh, everybody's going to love me. Everybody's going to be happy for me. It was just the opposite. My goodness. Attacks came up against me. Stuff came against me. People, I had haters I didn't even know. I didn't even know why you're hating on me. But maybe you're doing something they're supposed to be doing. That's the real reason they're hating on you. You'll figure that out later. But, but beyond that, beyond that, beyond that, beyond that, I, it, it happened. And I had to trust and believe God that he was covering me and that he brought me. And I, 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 I got to get to my message here in a minute. So let me share with y'all. So I want to take y'all to the scriptures in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Uh, let's start at verse 12, okay? And, and so y'all can know everything I'm talking about is scriptural, okay? I'm going to back up everything I just said. I gave you an analogy of the plane. We were in a holding pattern, but I heard God said the plane is landing. 
And so when the plane lands, there's things, ah, <laughs> while you're in the plane, there's things you can't do until you land and get out of the plane. But while I got your attention in the plane, you also can't go nowhere. So we've been in a holding pattern where we couldn't go anywhere, but yet we're all still here. And when we landed, we had a bump and the the brakes went on, but we got peace when we know the plane slowed down. So I want you to know you've arrived safely. If you're here this morning, you're at the sound of my voice, I need you to know you arrived safely. Uh, Some of y'all went through great, great turmoil and and, and, and struggle to get here. But to do that, God's hand is on your life because he needed you to hear what I have to say today because of who you are to him. You're not here today by accident. You're here today on purpose. Uh, I'm, I'm just excited. I got this like different, unnatural joy that's in my spirit that could not be me or anything, anything else uh, but God. Okay, I just got to tell you, uh, and I, 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 and I, I've got to get out what He wants to say, and so I wanted to encourage you. I felt like we, the holding pattern we were in for a period of time, and we were going around. In a circle. But the good thing is, being in a holding pattern, see, the tower, oh, God keeps showing me all this stuff. He could still see us, which means we weren't out of distance and we weren't out of whack. His eye was on us. You hear me, Pastor Bruce? He, had, he could see where we were. So the tower has a, a glimpse of not only are you on his radar, but you are within his visual, natural distance of him being able to see you. And, and then once he got clearance that you could land and said, and I, and I had to be careful because remember, I wanted, to, I wanted to get down sooner. But you have to be careful trying to force a landing because you have no idea what's happening on the ground. Oh, and I got to help you. So today I was praying and as I was praying, I was praying for things I know not. Y'all didn't hear me. Most of us pray for stuff we know. I was praying for the stuff I don't know. And I don't know what exists is trying to come against us. So I'm asking God to advance, to be ahead of me because I need him and his covering in those places. It's easy to pray for what you know. It's not as easy to pray for what you don't know. Because now I have to put total trust and confidence in God. Why? I can't see it. Amen. There's some things I can't see. I got to tell you, boy, every time the door open up, it's more evidence that the hand of God is in this place. Because I keep seeing people walk through the door who, 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 according to the enemy, shouldn't be here. Pastor Bruce, you ain't the only one. Uh, according to, and all I'm saying to you is, if y'all haven't figured it out, that God had his hand on our lives, I, I, you're going to get it today. Because why it didn't happen to us? 
I can't, all I can tell you is that his hand is on your life. Why he chose you? I don't know. Well, I do know. I do know. <laughs> he got something for us to do. And he saved you for a time such as this. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to, glory to God. So let's go to the scripture so I can confirm this in the Bible. So I talk to you, prepare the land and pray. Okay, so the, the real message here is about the prayer. Prayer gives direction. Prayer is communication. Okay, prayer isn't something unnatural. In fact, by the way, the only person that didn't have to pray was not Jesus. Jesus prayed. There was only one person that didn't have to pray initially. Y'all say y'all should have gotten it when I said initially. And it was Adam. Because according to the Bible, he was walking in the fullness of God. His brain was operating at a capacity so far beyond any of us could even imagine or think that he was given the, the instruction to name everything. So by the way, God did not name things on the earth. Everything at that point was named by Adam. And things are still being, if we discover something now, guess who names it? You got it. So everything, his brain was operating far beyond, uh, you know, our wildest imagination because he was walking in the fullness of God. And he was walking. And the Bible says that him and God walked in the cool of the day. All I could imagine that, you know, that just helps my lightning mind. And, you know, I'm from Philly. I tell everybody that. So just that, just on a cool, nice day, you know, we strutting, we hanging out, we just chilling. You know what I mean? But it's just me and God. You know, we just, we, we, we shoot in the breeze. And, and you feel good about it. Amen. You know, and then that's, that's how I imagine it, right, in my mind. Just sitting there, just chilling out with God and having to come. But Adam had that ability. And then something went wrong. Because after he finished the work, and uh, by no means I'm not blaming Eve for this because that battle has never been settled. But how can two walk together lest they be agreed? And so Adam made a decision to agree with something that was said that was wrong. So I actually blame him, not her. Okay? Because he listened. And uh, according to that, we know the covering was removed. The eyes were open. And uh, from that day forward, sin has been in the earth. But he didn't have to pray. But after that... Everybody after that that's born into the world is now have to reinvite God back into their lives. And how do we do it? Through prayer. That's why this is essential. Prayer is the most essential thing to do. But it is nothing, it's not complicated at all. It's, it's the communicating with the Lord Jesus, with God himself, and asking him back into your life to help and assist and guide where you can't. I use GPS in my vehicle uh, most of the time. But there's sometimes I don't like the GPS because it takes me ways, and I already know the route, that my way is better at least, oh, did y'all hear what I just said? Oh, my way is better than the GPS right, right? 
I, I, I thought, right? So I decided to go my way. And GPS told me to go another way. What I didn't realize is my GPS is current. It's not just pro programmed with a map in it. It also can see traffic jams. See, we can get stuck on just what the map says, but it's far beyond that. It is now the technology advances itself, so it can now see when something else, an accident has occurred and stuff is backed up. <laughs> and because it's backed up, I couldn't get through, but I thought my way was going to be shorter, only, only to discover it's going to take me longer. But I found out, so I found out my way don't work. Let me, let me, let me get to the scripture. Let me get to the scripture. Let me get to the scripture. So, so in, in uh, Chronicles, uh, this is God's plan. And it starts, I want to start in verse 12. And it said, then one night, the Lord appeared to Solomon and said, I have heard your prayer. I have chosen this temple as the place for making sacrifice. At times, I might have shut up the heavens so that no rain falls. So there's been times when stuff happened. And he said he's, he's acknowledging, you know, when the famine was occurring. And he said that no rain fell. Or I commanded the grasshoppers to devour your crops. And we've been in a plague. We've been in a holding place. And he says, I've sent plagues. Among you. But then verse 14 says, he said, then though, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He said, guess what? He, here's, here's, the, here's the evidence of said, if we did that, here's what he would do. He says, I will. Somebody say, I will. But the I will is him. He said, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive the sins and restore. Somebody say restore the land. I got to tell you, God is in the restoration business. God is a re-God. God is preparing us for restoration right now. I'm telling you, have we been in a reset because of COVID? He's route to restore the house of God, the word of God. If the people of God would hear him and pray, we need to go forth with power and with might by speaking what he said and encouraging others to come out. Encouraging others that he's provided a way. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody today. And so I, I'm telling you, I got to try to get to my message. I, I don't have that much time. Let me, let me finish. So that he said, and then he said, he would heal their land. And I got to tell you something. Did y'all read there? It said their land. You know, we used to read it and think the land. He said their land. Yeah, said, thank you. She got it. She got it. Said their land. That means yours, personally. Okay. How many need some things healed in their life? How many need their land healed in their life? Our lives, this land. Oh, by the way, if y'all haven't figured it out, God did not come from the dirt, the earth. When He talked about the, earth. He came for the dirt, the people. What were we formed and fashioned out of? The dirt and the dust of the ground. This is what He's always been after. This temple. Not the one in Jerusalem. 
always fighting over something that don't makes no sense. All these years, people dying over the spot in the land where the temple is. And here, all he was interested is in you. Look, plant the temple. This temple. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And he said, verse 15, I got to read them all. My eyes will be open. I, I, my, did y'all hear that? My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. In other words, every prayer. So, guys, I need to help y'all. This is not a one-time deal. He said every prayer that was made in place. That means it's a perpetual that as he heals the land, and then he said his eyes would be open, his ears would be open to hear what it is we have to say. And then he'd be listening for our prayers so that he could give direction for the body of Christ to pursue and to how to go forth. Did y'all hear? Oh, my God. I, I never saw that before. It's there. It's, it's there. And he said... My eyes, my ears will be open and attentive to every prayer made in this place. For I have chosen this temple. And I believe the temple is the church and the people of God. Okay? To be able to go forth in power and in might. And he says, he says, go. He says, for I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy. And a place where my name will be honored forever. I'm telling you, as long as we're honoring the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's the place where God calls holy. That's the place where God wants to work with. You're the person. You're the place. If you're willing to accept that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you're willing to walk with him. See, listen, holy doesn't mean everything is perfect. It means you're committed to walking with God. And in my walk with God, things start to get to a place of perfection. That means we got to start letting go of the things we keep putting away. Oh, so I know somebody didn't want to hear that. But yes, it's true. I had to let go of some toys. I had to let go of some things that, uh, you know, I enjoyed that didn't necessarily bless God. We all do. Okay? And so that's here, there. So moving forward, listen. He says, uh, and I want to get to verse 16. For I have chosen this temple and a place where my name is and will honor it forever. I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. Dear to my heart. Listen to that. Verse 17, and I'm going to end there. As for you, somebody say, as for me. He said, if you are faithfully follow me. Listen to this. As for you, if you will faithfully follow me. In other words, I need to put my trust and my confidence in God. And I'm encouraging all of you. I'm encouraging uh, everyone here. I even say, follow me as I follow Christ. And if I wasn't following Christ, I'd tell you to run. But I'm encouraging you. I can't do anything any different but follow him. And as I follow him, he's leading us to the place where he wants us to be. God is doing a supernatural move in the kingdom of God. And the fact that, you know, here we are uh, 22 years later, still standing, still in existing. And the question is, I've been through so many years, I don't even know how. But here's what I know I didn't. I never lost sight of God. And this year, somebody say this year. <laughs> this year, 
oh, I'm, I'm, this is going to be a supernatural year like no other year before because I believe God and what he's doing and what he called the church to, and I believe him for it. And because I believe for what he said to do, I want to be in position to do what he said to do. And that's what he said when I'm preparing a table in the midst of my enemy. The table is not just for you to eat. The table is to show off what he was doing and what he's done for those that have been faithful. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. You got to be faithful in what it is he said. So, so, so I read the scriptures to tell you it was prayer that was necessary that we were getting to this morning. So prepare for landing, pray. And so, and I wrote this message about, uh, you know, our busy lives and the things that are going on uh, around us and our schedules. And we so constantly don't necessarily take time and many of us even pray and jump up and run and I want to encourage you there if you're going to give a minute to prayer I would admonish you to at least give a minute for an answer because effectual communication you said well what is effectual communication I will tell you it's described as the ability to be able to transmit and then it hits a receiver. The receiver receives the transmission, interprets it, and then transmits back. When that occurs, that is what's called effectual communication because it happened two ways. But when it happens one way, it's not effectual. Hello? How many know we serve a living God? How many know God is still on the throne? How many know God's still communicating? The question is, can you hear him? And most of the time you can't because we don't take the time to do it. And uh, I love telling people, um, this is true in my life, I can't hear soft sounds. So you could be right in front of me. I see your lips moving, don't hear a word you said if you got a soft voice, right? That's why I wear hearing aids, right? But I love spiritual communication because I don't need no hearing aids. Ooh, my God, I am so glad that I, I, I don't have to get it confused with what he said. Okay, you know, my wife could be talking sometime, and if she's not talking to me or at me, I don't, and it's talking away from me, I don't hear what she's saying. But God doesn't even have to be looking at me, and I hear him. Oh, this is important for you and I to be able to determine and detect, to know the voice of God and when he's speaking, okay? And so this is, this is important. So listen, meaningful time with God can be found in prayer moments and, and they can punctuate our day if we're willing to look for them. And so I'm sharing with you, it, it, you we got busy lives, but I'm asking and reminding you, take time for God. Take time. Like, I, 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 I don't like the word religious, because religious means doing the same thing over and over again. And I don't like that personally because I know God has done some, so many different things in my life. And I don't want to get stuck, right? But I do do some things religiously. My feet don't hit the floor without thanking God every morning. I'm very, that part. I, I just can't let my feet hit the floor without thanking God. You say, well, why are you like that? Well, you know, they tell you family things. There's hereditary. There's some things in your life that are hereditary. So my father died of a heart attack, and he died laying down sleep, 
and he never woke up. And his feet never hit the floor again. No, y'all not hearing me. And I've never forgotten that. And I said, I'm going to make sure I honor God every morning I get up. And especially now that I'm at the same age as he was. And my intent is to supersede what he did. And I've asked God for that. And uh, I believe I'm going to get that. That's not, I'm not worried about it. But I'm telling you, I don't even hit the floor without saying thank you, Lord, that I woke up and I have another opportunity. Because there's something dear and near to my life, my own father didn't wake up. And so I never, ever forgotten. I said, but God, I thank you for waking me up this morning. Thanking you for giving me a chance to go again another day. My good, my God. Uh, I thank that. And uh, I, I thought of, uh, y'all know, and I got to, Pastor Bruce, you know, I, I'm not going to tell his age, but and he's not ashamed of it. In fact, he should be proud of it because his age, like I'm telling people, okay, if I was 73, I want to look that good. In fact, I think I look better right now, but I want to stay looking good. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm just saying, he, he, he got time on me, and I'm thinking, his body looks like a young man. Uh, and he dressed like a young man. But, but what is that? He really said, and he'll give you, he said, it's, it's, it's God. Because it was when he committed to the Lord that preserved his life. So him and his wife both do not look the age that they are. Like they look 20 years younger. Seriously. There, there's not something I need. And, what, and I'm just sharing with you. We said, well, what does this have to do with today's message? Prayer. When they committed to God, they prayed and changed their lives. When they changed their lives, the evidence is in their lives today. This is what's so important. Oh, Mother Gloria. My goodness. Uh, this woman don't have a wrinkle on her face at all. And I'm, I'm serious, I'm sorry, but it was the, the Lord preserved her. This is, this is real stuff. And so I'm just saying, I'm looking at some people that I'm saying, okay, God, I'm not trying to be covetous, but I want what they got. Okay, so I'm learning to now be, to pay attention, to take care of myself. But I'm praying and asking God for wisdom. And I'm asking him for direction. So prayer is everything. But watch. I, I didn't get it. So let me move on. So I told you about the analogy of the working, the, the plane. I came in. I started this morning and told about the plane being in a holding pattern, sitting there waiting in my seat and being so anxious. And why not just take that, minute, that moment and pray about starting my day. And when I get off the plane, you know, the things that I need to accomplish and how I need God. That should be a perfect time. Some of us could do it in our car. Some of us could do it while we're waiting. Um. Some of us could do it in the shower. I mean, wherever it is for you. You know, you want to be there. Prayer. Take that moment to us every day. Take that elevator ride, waiting in line. And when you're arriving early at a conference call, whatever it is, take the time and pray. And I'm saying in our busy. So with that said, how do we best consecrate these islands of silence in the sea of, of turmoil and trouble that goes on around us? So I suggested... If we take a one-minute prayer, and you said, here go the pastor encouraging one-minute prayer. Well, I'm thinking, I think most, if not everybody, could do that. 
okay? I, I really think you might want to pray a little bit longer, but because I don't know, I personally can't say all of what I want to say in one minute. There's, there's much more that I want to say, so I need a few more minutes, amen? But if, if one minute will be an, an area that we can do it to help us remember this, I wanted to go to an acronym this morning, and I wanted to help people because landing, where we need to be at in this next season is we need to be prayerful. And so I want to use an acronym of the word flame. Somebody say flame. So here are five simple parts. Y'all ready? So F, F equals set me free, Lord. So if I can do nothing else but say that to the enemy, Lord, set me free. The enemy wants to put chains on me, but you are the Lord of my life. Help me live today with the freedom and joy of a child of God. I trust you, Lord. Set me free to lead with obedience and joy. And I can tell you, go a step further. The Bible says that truth shall make you free. In other words, the more I get into the word of God, the freer I become. Y'all not hearing me? Even if the enemy tries to capture me and put me in chains, let me share with you, through the word of God, I get free. Now, I hate to use this as a bad analogy, um, but he's the one that came up to mind. And uh, my dog is named Chapo. My dog is named El Chapo. And if y'all know anything about El Chapo from Mexico, He'd broken out of prison three, four times, dug tunnels and everything. So they, they couldn't keep him chained, right? But El Chapo's not a, he wasn't a good man. He didn't do good things. But my dog is the same way. We would put the dog in the fence, and next minute the dog at the door again. And I'm trying to figure out, how did the dog get out the fence? So I went and walked around the fence, and I looked to see if the, there was holes in the ground that he scooted under and things like that. The fence, four feet. So I went and got the camera, looked on the camera, and realized we sit there looking, and lo and behold, El Chapo jumped over the fence. Four feet sitting, not running and jumping, sit right in front of it and jump over it. I was thinking, my God, that dog's strong. So a four-foot fence couldn't keep him. I'm not sure a six-foot one would. I think the dog would learn how to climb the fence. <laughs> uh, but my, my, my point is saying that he could escape out of the, everything we put him in and it, and it wasn't long that he was he'd be back at the door and in the house amen so set me free lord so that's the first letter the f l y'all ready l help me love my people lord you have them on the journey of faith use me today to help them on that journey Equip me to be a blessing to everyone I encounter. Lord, even those who challenge and frustrate and dis disappoint me. Oh, did y'all hear me? This is the kingdom of God. Can we help and pray for people and do things for people that didn't do it for us? See, this is where you grow up. This is where the rubber meets the road. Can I stand in the gap for somebody that didn't necessarily bless me, but I will bless them? I, I have to do it every day now. I'm, I'm watching and, you know, I had to make a decision. Uh, there's some things that were done uh, to us uh, at the school and, 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 and there, and I had to make a decision that I didn't act like them. 
Boy, I wanted to. I wanted to give them a piece of my mind. I wanted to give them a piece of a few other things too. But I had to make a decision that can't be God. And I said, nope. If that happens, I'll be just like them. And I, and I said, nope, I'm choosing to be just like God. So all I can think of is God was in chains, being dragged along, going on his way to Pilate's house, knowing he was innocent. They spit on him. They beat him. They dragged him. They did everything they could, and he still stood up. And guess what? He stood, and had he not done what he did, where would we be? Because he did it for you and I. He took that punishment, and he took all of that guilt that belonged to you and I, and he did it for you and I so we could be free today. By the blood of Jesus, we are free today. So I have to be able to love on people I'm talking about flame, y'all. So here we are at L. Help me to love my people, Lord. And he said, y'all remember? He said, listen, when he was in the garden and they was attacking them, he said, uh, well, Lord, forgive them. They know not what they do. They not even, he said, they don't even know what they're doing. I'm going to forgive them. Glory to God. A, come on, we're here. Flame, A. Now for the acronym, A. A equals, it's all yours. So here's the part. When we stop acting like owners and act like servants and allow it to be God's, everything belongs to God. It's all yours, Lord. It's not mine. This job is yours. These people is yours. These plans are yours. These challenges are yours. And our future is yours. All you ask me is to be faithful. So help me, Lord, to be faithful today. Y'all, I'm helping y'all to pray. Y'all need to write this down. I'm helping you to pray. And so the the letter M, M equals mold me, Lord. I know that you are more concerned with my workings in me through me today. We have a lot of challenges. But before you change our circumstances, change me first, Lord. Woo, glory to God. Many times we're asking God to get us out of stuff. But my question is, what did you learn from it? I'm a better man today because I've been through some stuff. Boy, Pastor Bruce, you remember uh, in the early days uh, and something didn't go right and didn't go the way I had it planned, I had a fit. I had a tizzy. And you know what? But Because I, I, I was trying to pursue and thought I needed to pursue, uh, be perfect to God. And not understanding that my faithfulness and the commitment and sometimes things will go wrong and people sometimes make mistakes and then I had to be loving and kind and considerate to understand it. Oh. So I love all the leaders around me even though they're not me. Because I think I do it right. (laughs) But I love them, I really do because their hearts are in the right. I had to learn that. I had to grow up. So this prayer, flame, help me. Listen, mold me, Lord, so I can know more and concern for workings in me through me today so I could be more like Christ because had he not had patience with me. You know, I tell people, I've been preaching now for 22 years and uh, I will not listen to a message I preached in those first couple years. 
I am so far from there. It's ridiculous. And I listen to them and say, my God, who listened to that? But I've grown, and that's the difference. But I was excited today as I was that day. And, you know, I would stand up there to do what I believe God's called me to do. But I didn't know as much as I know today. But I'm grateful that he didn't take his hand off my life because I made some mistakes along the way. Oh, y'all hear me? I'm, I made some mistakes, but I'm, I'm, here's what I did. I never, I, I fell down on my knees and asked him to forgive me, and then I moved forward. You, so here, prayer, communication, right? Here we are. I want to tell you to work for you too. Glory to God. So listen, E, last one, y'all. You are enough, Lord. In other words, I don't care if I don't get nothing else, but you are enough. You will provide for me. You are the provider. We trust you supply all our needs. Keep my heart free from envy. Listen to this. Keep my heart free from envy, fear, or greed. Give me your peace, Lord, and help me lead others to trust you, an all-sufficient provider. This is the, this key, this last one. Help me, Lord, to lead others to trust in their lives so he can provide for you in your life. I can't give you what God can give you. But if I can get you to a place to trust and believe. And so my job is to encourage you this morning to get up out of the pity party, to get up out of the place when you were in the holding pattern, to get up and know that the plane is landing. But take a minute before you jump up out the seat and get on ready heading for the door. Pray and ask God for directions on your life because once you get outside that door you're no longer captive in the plane you're no longer limited to only what's happening on the plane now you're being exposed to the world mm. and God could use you in many 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 different ways because there is no limit in him somebody shout hallelujah Glory to God. Let the flame of God, the flame of prayer, burn in your life. Let the flame rise up and take that acronym and utilize it every day in your life, every moment in your life, and every free time you get praying. Yeah, ask him for the direction. Glory to God. The entire prayer can be prayed in about a minute. And how many times throughout your day could you find a minute to say this prayer? How many opportunities might you find to draw closer to God? Feel the warmth of his presence. Let the spirit minister to your spirit and whisper the words into your ear. Somebody shout hallelujah. Uh, let God whisper into your ear today. Let him give you direction on which way to go, what route to take. Glory to God. Don't, I, I, I'm, giving, I'm encouraging y'all. Don't do what I did. Uh, I took and said, I, I know. I know the directions. And, uh, but what I didn't know was there was an accident that had occurred a few miles ahead. And, uh, when nothing, and when nothing could get by, things will start to get backed up. But had I listened to God and followed the, the GPS and gone the other route, I would have bypassed the accident. Oh, I want to remind somebody. Well, you didn't listen. Yep, I'm talking to you too out there. You didn't listen. You did what you wanted to do. But I want to tell you something. He can reroute you. 
he can get you back in. Thank God that he's a loving, caring God, and he's ready to restore you. Glory to God. You might have been delayed, but he's not going to deny you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Ah, oh, I love the God that loves me like that, that he, I might be delayed, but not denied. And so I want to encourage you. He needs you. He needs your voice. And if you're still here and at the sound of my voice, it's because he's got need of you. The question is, gifts and callings come without repentance. The question is, are you going to use it for him? I got to tell you, stop coming up with all your great ideas and settle down and trust the one he's provided. Somebody going to get that before they get home. You got a whole lot of good ideas. But I'm telling you, God, he's opened a door. He's put a place and he's got a place where you are welcome and your gift could be used. Settle in right there. Come on here. We're encouraging you to come on out to Faith Harvest Worship Center. We're encouraging you to be to participate. It's so good to be able to, 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 to come together and, and create again and setting up. Yeah, we got a, we set the sanctuary up with tables and chairs and all, it's all different. Why? We just want a different atmosphere. We just want to serve God, period. Glory to God. So if you're sitting at the table, God's there to serve you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He just served you a meal. Glory to God. And it was a full course. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The enemy's agenda is to distract us with anxious striving so that we treat people as means of our own end. This prayer for love for others to slay him and to remind us of our first call is to love and to serve others even as we manage to lead them. The enemy agenda is to convince us that we actually own our jobs, our people, our time, and our future. You don't. They belong to God. As a servant, that's why you can go to him. If it's his, by the way, you can go to him. You know, uh, 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 and I always use um, the piano. If this piano breaks, who makes this thing? Yamaha. I, I might. I personally would ask Sadell, does he know, and, and he would get to a point, he would know, he would go pull out the book. And then if we couldn't understand the book, guess what we would do? We would call Yamaha. Know why? They made it. They own it. Y'all didn't, did you just get that? If he created us in his image, why are we going to everybody else to figure out who we are instead of going to him? This is what, this is, so I, I got to tell you, in one minute, it's all it may take. Is he, he can get on there and say, tell you, did you look at this? And bam, your life changed forever. Because <laughs> that's the God who created us in his image. Amen. And so God's, he, he, he wants us to focus in on him and his will. The enemy's agenda is for us to focus our attention everywhere else but on our own needs and to be comforted in the image of Christ. The prayer is an internal change. Slay him and remind us, remind us that God must first transform us before he can use us to bring transformation to other people, our ministry and our culture. So the transformation has to happen with us first before we can transform somebody else. Uh, that's going to help somebody. I'm going to end with this. 
I'm not even going to finish the rest of my notes. But I want to share with you. I'm going to end here because we spend so much time wanting to transform others. We sometimes even pray, God, change them. Change this. And I want to tell you, I don't believe that that's right for you to pray a change on them. The prayer is they should be who God's called them to be. They may not be that right now. But be careful of you determining what and who they should be. Because you didn't create them. Now, I can assure you, I think that some of their bad actions, you could be praying, God, I I look forward to you changing and transitioning them. But don't make them what you want them to be. God, help me. Because it's it's important. Because too often, uh, and and let me share this with you. You know, so as, as missionaries, missionaries are to carry the word of Christ. One of the things that's real big for me is that we would make the word of God, a worldview. In other words, let them know that God is bigger than your world, right? But I don't intend to do that by making people look like me or sound like me. You don't have to. So we went to other countries in, in, in the early days of evangelism, and we changed their clothes. And we thought that would make them more godly. We, we changed the way they, they talked, and we thought that would be, no, no, we need to maintain your culture, and your life, but with God. Because God's the creator of each and every one of us. He didn't make a mistake in nobody. There is no mistake in any human being. And humans should not be at war with one another. Because they were designed to walk in love with each other. Except the enemy has perverted our world. And our job, church is to bring the kingdom here. It's already here. Our job is to communicate the kingdom by living it. Somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise right there. In fact, I know we're about to go off the air and we're talking prayer, but the Lord even let on my heart, uh, you need to go get your communion. We're going to have communion here in church before we leave. Uh, You need to go get your cracker and your juice. And I want you to know today, take communion with us. Uh, This is the first Sunday of the month, and we want you to commune with us and commune with God, knowing that he treacherously died on the cross and was betrayed. But he said, as long as we did that, we would do that in remembrance of him and his return. I want you to, if you got to privately do it at home, go ahead and do it. Get yourself, go get a cracker and some juice. Amen. We're going to prepare for communion. God bless you. We love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday in Jesus. God bless you. Come on, give the Lord a hand. And uh, so I know it works. I'm living testimony. So I want to encourage you. uh, Pray for other people as well. Amen. Let's take your right hand, stretch towards the basket. We're going to pray over our offering that he supernaturally move on it. I don't know and I don't care what you put in there. That doesn't matter to me. What I'm asking God to do is supernaturally move on it, that it will meet this house need. I mean, above and beyond uh, what we're able to do. Father, I thank you in advance. I thank you, Father, for what you've called us to do. I thank you, Lord, uh, that this offering, these tithes, this giving is supernaturally uh, blesses you and that you anointed, God, that it will be a thousand times over what's in the basket, what it's able to accomplish. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise.
want to remind you to, of uh, being faithful and your faithfulness. I also want to remind y'all to share with y'all. So we did a little shift here. You can see we kind of put tables out in the, in the sanctuary. We're doing something. But church starts at 1030. And the reason church starts at 1030, we'll start with prayer and then worship and all this. And the reason we need to do that is because we've been airing at 11 o'clock. And the outside audience that we are developing, it needs to be consistent. You can't come on at 11.15, You got to be the same time. So they're looking for you at that time. Although they're all recorded and they can look at it at later times, it's, it's nicer for the live audiences that we are attracting. But we're doing that to hopefully get more of them in here. And that's our goal. And so I want to admonish you as you pray. Touch somebody else in life and invite them in. This is a safe place to be. This is a safe place to be. God's presence is here. We're using wisdom. You guys are wearing masks. Okay. Until they say we can't, we're going to get in the benefit of the doubt. We're just being obedient. Okay. But all that, I share with you, we spray our stuff with that, um, what's that one we got now? The band that lasts 24 hours? Microband. So they go, he got a can in his hand. So we spray everything down with that. Um, we're more cautious um, and clean than we've ever been before. Uh, you know, but, and I got to tell you, uh, I thank God, you know, as, as, as my brother is here, he's living testimony. Pastor Bruce uh, was attacked as well at 73, and he's standing stronger than ever. 72? I didn't made you older, but I'm. Come here, Pastor Bruce. Come here, Pastor. Come on up here, man. Come here, just say. Because he was on my heart. I love this guy. Me and this guy have some real deep uh, men, heart to heart, honest conversations many times. He's a pastor, you know, and he shares with me. You know, he'll say, Pastor, I was mad at you. And then he came, he said, But I, I went to God. And he says, Please forgive me. He said, It was me. You know, whatever, you know, I mean, that's a real man that can do that kind of stuff. But look at it. Don't he look good? I'm just saying. I just said, I, 